going to use one of my non-choir peeps here uh, as an illustration. Um, I call Anthony Hodson into my office. I said, man, do I have a deal for you, big guy. He's like, what? What? I said, this has cleared all the channels. I've cleared it with Provost Lonis. I've cleared it with President Smith. There's not going to be an issue with this. If you take my music appreciation class, you never, ever have to come to class once. You don't have to do any homework. I'll just give you an A. And I'm confused because then you show up at class. I'm like, dude, dude, what are you doing? Well, DR, I, I, I feel like I have to earn it. I gave you a gift, buddy. Come on. Just in case there's anybody listening and not looking at their phones or something like that, uh, clearly it's an illustration. Do not expect Provost Lonis and President Smith to ever do those things. But it's a great illustration because isn't that often like our spiritual culture? Ooh, hear how quiet it just got? We've been given a gift and we live so much of our lives going, but I want to earn it. And we base our spiritual worth on our ability to not be knuckleheads. And I'm at the top of the knucklehead list, people. I'm in trouble. And today, what I want to help you realize is the gift you have already been given. And you just have to accept it, whether it makes sense to you or not, is that you are beloved of God. You have been chosen. You have been chosen. Accept it. Coach picks a traveling squad. Coach picks starters. Do any of the starters actually say, was well, everybody going to get a chance? Don't you just accept it? So how can we accept things like that? From I pick a soloist. I don't always have auditions. I go to Elizabeth and I say, this is your song, Rocket. She doesn't go, but, but, but have I earned it? She's humble, but she takes the gift. 
the truth of being chosen. You've already been noticed, chosen, and taken by God to be his beloved in a totally unique, precious, and non-competitive way. Please don't make your spiritual journey a competition among those around you. Bad, evil, evil, bad places that lead you to. That is the truth. How can we reject the lie of being chosen? Well, self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the sacred voice that's inside us, saying, you are beloved, and I have called you to just be beloved. Self-rejection is the lie that says, I'm not good, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I'm nobody. The God of the universe has called you beloved. Why would we believe the lie and self-reject that? Because it's just so easy to sometimes. He's good. We are, thank you, we are blessed. He's going to give us reminders if we're open to them. I don't know how many of you all are in a relationship. That, that's your business. That, that's not mine. But if you are, and one person in that relationship goes, do, do, you, do, you, do you still, am I, am I still important to you? And the other person goes, geez, I told you that four months ago. You'd be like, dude, we need reminders, don't we? God gives those all the time if we're looking for them. So being chosen is one thing, but realizing we are continually, ongoingly blessed that allows us to live without feeling alone. And it reminds us that we are part of a love that will always be part of our lives. Do you understand? It's the only always. What are you now? What's part of, what was a large part of my identity? A large part of my identity is being DR. What does that mean? My 37th year of being choir director here. There's going to come a day when I'm not a choir director. Do I have the love of God because I make my administration happy and do a really good product? No, that makes my administration happy, but that's irrelevant to the love of God. And guess what, beloved? There's going to come a day or I'm not even here anymore. I'm not talking at York. I'm talking I'm dead. It's the end for all of us. What remains when I die? The love of God. I am beloved of God still. It is the only thing that will endure. So how do we reject the lie? Well, we sometimes feel cursed instead of blessed. Sometimes we get a victim mentality. Things we cannot change. 
So the best way to reject the curse is by claiming the blessing for yourself and so you can bless others. We have to claim the truth about being broken. We live in a broken world. And sometimes we break. But we have to befriend this truth and we have to face the pain. And then we have to take that pain and put it under the blessing. If I haven't been Mr. Charismatic and you kind of checked out, I'm going to do the... Listen to this next thing. We must relinquish the ego's desire for fairness. It's like being stuck in a maze. A quest for fairness puts your life on hold. We're not moving forward. We're stuck. How many of you have ever felt you've been treated unfairly? Yeah. You may have. What are you going to do with that? We're broken people. The people around us are broken people. Can we place that in the blessing of being beloved of God and figure out a way to get out of the maze and move forward with our lives? So the lie that we must reject in brokenness is the lie that it's a barrier to being chosen or blessed. Remember my chapel talk from last semester when I said I broke up with God? Why did I do that? (laughs) He wasn't being fair. He didn't do it right. And all that stuff became a barrier for me claiming what deep down in my heart I really know that I am God's beloved. And when I look at you, it's my responsibility to look at you as God's beloved. I can't change how you look at yourself. But I can look at you that way. And I can try to get you to feel and believe that you are beloved of God. So when times are hard, when we get broken, when other people get broken, that is not, it doesn't have anything to do with being chosen or blessed. It has to do with being broken. When we place our brokenness under the blessing, we discover how much we have to give. Much more than we ever How are we going to reject the lie that we have, that we are given? We reject the lie that competition and greediness are not the paths to fulfillment.
reject the lie that happiness is based on having. All of this you can think of as pretty philosophical if you so choose. Or all of it you can consider as the core truth to your life on earth. I believe we're already in eternity. I just believe I'm not yet in the other side of it. If this is my core truth, it can't just be philosophical. It's going to affect how I think, how I speak, how I act, how I treat people. It's going to affect everything I do because no matter what, my biggest, baddest, stupidest screw-up. God looks at me through the blood of Jesus. says, that's my boy, and I love him. That'll change your life if you let these things become your core. The core is the center of the target. I promise. If I'm trying to hit that trash can with a bow and arrow, I might kill Mr. Cooper. (laughs) I I have no assurance. You know, well, you're getting close. Whoa, sorry, Felipe, dude. You know, hope you don't need that here. You know, you know, whatever. You know, but man, what if I hit it dead center? Then you would say, wow, he's got great aim. Yeah, I hit the core of the target. That's exactly what you're supposed to try to do. So I'm going to encourage you, accept this as the core of your life, that you are beloved of God, and let that flesh itself out as a young adult, later, as an adult, later, as a geezer. Whatever phase of life that you're in, accept that. It is so true. So, Anthony, dude, take... The A, it's already been given.